0: But let me share something from the Word. Uh, This is a verse (coughs) that the Lord was showing me recently from John chapter 7. John 7 verse 37 through 39. It says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Let me pray again. Oh, Father, I pray that You would bless this verse to us and You would help me to share this verse. Lord, that we would all benefit from it. Teach us and guide us. Deepen us in our knowledge of You and our love for You. Help, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to share a few thoughts I had about this verse recently. Um, It's a very amazing text. It's a promise because he says, whoever, that's, that's the promise, or anyone, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. There's a lot of things right here that we could look at and I could try to explain, but we don't have time. So I just want to focus on what is this promise talking about? And I hope for believers this will be a great encouragement because it was for me recently. And I hope for unbelievers that you'll realize this is an invitation. Come to me is an invitation for unbelievers. But it's also and encouragement for believers. What does it mean? It's talking about the Holy Spirit, like water. Jesus says here, If you're thirsty, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he's using a picture of water. And he says here, Whoever believes in me, that is this picture of drinking, taking in the water, whoever believes in me, water will flow from his heart, will flow from his innermost being. Not a little bit of water, but a lot of water, like a river, even rivers of water. So what is this abundance of water that comes out of someone who believes in Christ? I think what it's not saying, it is talking about the Holy Spirit, but it's not talking about just one aspect of the Holy Spirit. Um, Like what's really common in our day, even where we're at in India, a lot of Christian mission movements are charismatic and Pentecostal, and they very much go overboard. On Maybe they'll pick one thing, like tongues, or something like slain in the Spirit, or holy laughter, and they say, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the sign of the Holy Spirit. And that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about someone who's thirsty being satisfied. And the work of the Holy Spirit is all throughout the Bible. And there's many things that the Holy Spirit does. And this, I think, is a promise to refer to everything that the Holy Spirit does in our life. Uh, The blessing that comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is often pictured like water being poured out upon dry ground. Or like water filling a person. A lot of times that's the way the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit is like the picture of water. And so here it says specifically in verse 39, this he said about the Spirit. What is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? What is so satisfying about the Holy Spirit? And it's interesting too that this promise, many times when we think about the invitations of Jesus Christ we think about Him inviting us to have forgiveness of sins, to be saved, to be reconciled to God. But here, it's as if He's skipping over all of that and He's looking at this blessing that comes from being reconciled with God, and that is the blessing of having the Holy Spirit in you and overflowing in your life like rivers of water coming out. So you drink because you're thirsty, but then... This water is in you so much that it comes out from you. There's an abundance that could satisfy every need you could ever have. More than you could ever need for every, every necessity. For every time that you, you need help from the Lord. For every part of your soul that longs for God. Jesus is saying, if you believe in me, then that will happen in your life. You will be satisfied This living water will be like a great river in your life. And I think this is a great encouragement. I think this is a promise that we should claim. Uh, J.C. Ryle said that some Bible verses could be written in gold. And he said this is one of those verses. It's short, it's really succinct, it it packs in a lot of truth. In fact, I, I really love how when you start to read the words of Jesus... Sometimes Jesus, in one sentence, can pack in so much theology and so many uh, applications of God's work and God's kingdom that maybe Paul would spend two or three chapters explaining in Romans. You know, I thought about recently how Jesus said, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That says a lot. When you really start to think about that, that our spirits are willing, that our flesh is weak, There's a lot of theology in that one statement that Paul explains in the book of Romans. In the same way, here he's talking about rivers of living water and I think there's a lot of things that we read about the ministry of the Holy Spirit elsewhere that he's packing into this one saying. But it's a promise we can claim for ourselves. What does it look like? What is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit, or to be baptized with the Spirit, to be full of the Spirit. We read those things sometimes and we don't really apply them to ourselves because the only thing we think of is Charismatics and Pentecostals. But that's not right. And if we really understand it, it's something very precious for every believer. Because he says, whoever believes in me, this will happen. This is true in their life. And it's a promise we should claim. It's something we should look forward to. So, we don't have time to read all the verses. But if you just think for a minute, I just want to kind of make us think about what does the Bible say that the Holy Spirit does in our life? You know, a lot of times the big error that people make is they jump right to Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit was sent. And they say, look... He was sent from heaven on that day, and what happened? Tongues. So therefore, tongues is the big thing. But that's wrong. He did come in a special way in Pentecost. But I think if you really want to know at the deepest level what Jesus is talking about, about being satisfied by this living water, read the book of John. And I actually got that from Pastor Charles. (laughs) But it's true if you read John 14:15 and 16 three times it says the spirit of truth the spirit of truth the spirit of truth and it explains in many words how when the holy spirit comes it doesn't say the day of pentecost but Jesus is saying the same language when he comes the spirit of truth will come and he'll show Christ to you and he'll give you peace and he'll give you joy and He'll teach you all these things, and he'll, he'll help you to remember all that I've told you. And it, it has to do with truth, with knowing God. Because that's so much more satisfying than even doing ministry, or even seeing miracles. And I want you to think about this. You remember, the disciples, in some ways, they had tasted of the powers of the age to come, even before the day of Pentecost. They had cast out demons. They had healed the sick. And they came back rejoicing from their ministry. And what did the Lord say? He said, Don't rejoice because the demons are subject to you in My name. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Because He knows the most satisfying thing, the greatest thing that the Spirit does in our heart is to show us more of Christ and to put love in our hearts. The fruit of the Spirit is love. It's listed first because it's the greatest thing. It's above all the gifts. In 1 Corinthians 13, after he's talked about all these different gifts, people that want all these gifts, he says, I'll show you a more excellent way still. And he he emphasizes love. And so what this is really talking about, the rivers of living water that we all need and that we all get, from believing in Christ, is to have this love of God put in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it's so powerful and so overflowing. Like like Romans 5 says, it's poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, the love of God. And that's really what it means to be filled with the Spirit. To be full of the Spirit is to be walking in the presence of God, to be experiencing more of God. And so... I really enjoy this. I really appreciate this verse because it's a reminder to me that the Holy Spirit's work in our life is is much deeper than things of miracles and ministry. Although that's true. But what the Holy Spirit primarily does from the very beginning is working this knowledge, this truth in us. When we know Christ, when we know that He died for us, that He rose again for us, that He's with us, when we remember His words, the love, the joy, the peace, the fruit of the Spirit begins to overflow. And so you can't, have, you can't have that satisfaction and that peace unless you have that deeper work. I would picture it like this. If you're going to build a fire, what do you need to do? Well, you need wood and you need fire. Some people would pour kerosene on the wood to make it light faster. But if you just look at the the miraculous things, or you just look at signs and wonders, what is that like doing? That's like taking no wood, only kerosene, pouring it straight on the ground and lighting it with a match. And it'll burn, and it'll be bright, and then it's gone. But that's that's not the real substance. The real substance, the real fuel, is the wood. And so what I think so many times we're missing or what I think many times people overlook are these deeper things that the Holy Spirit does in our life that in, in a large way are much more the rivers of living water than even the outward impressive fireworks that we hear about and that sometimes we see. So why does this matter? It matters because the Bible says it. We want to have a biblical view of the Holy Spirit's work, and being filled with the Spirit, being full of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit—we want to have a, a biblical understanding of what that means. But also, because this is something that can greatly encourage us. What do I? What do I mean by that? Let me try and just apply this. First of all, we need to claim this for ourselves because. I know that sometimes people feel dry. i felt dry. Maybe some of you have felt dry. Or maybe there's been some compromise or some sin in your life. Or somehow you feel out of touch with God. And you don't feel like rivers of living water. If, the, if what you think rivers of living water is, is the miraculous, you're not going to be able to enter into this verse. But when you realize he's talking about our relationship with the Lord that the Holy Spirit is more concerned with us loving God and being holy and walking with God and knowing His presence, then when we miss that, this promise applies. And so I would just say this as an exhortation to anyone in this room that feels dry or feels barren, feels that somehow I'm not in touch with God like I should be, like I was in the past. There's a promise in Scripture that you can be. Whoever believes, whoever means whoever you are as a Christian, even if you're unworthy. Sometimes we feel like, I'm not worthy enough to enjoy the Holy Spirit's blessing, but Jesus said, are you thirsty? He didn't say, are you worthy? And He didn't, he didn't say, I'll give you My Spirit if you earn it. He said, if you believe in Me, just like we're justified by faith, so when we put our eyes on Christ, we're filled with joy and peace. We're made more holy. We're we're lifted up to a higher level. We enjoy communion with Him. We come to Him unworthy. We come to Him thirsty. And so if you're far away from the Lord, if you feel dry in your soul, if you feel like something is not right, In your walk with God or in your prayer life, it's a promise to claim, Lord, I don't know what's gone wrong, or maybe you do know what's gone wrong, but you promised if I would believe in you, these rivers of living water would flow from my heart, from my innermost being. I would be satisfied. I would have more than I would need for every situation. And the Lord means that promise. He'll make good on that promise if we claim it. And I would just say from my own personal experience, when I have blocked the channels of the Holy Spirit through my own sin or through my own uh, poor choices, compromise, have you not experienced this yourself, that as soon as the problem is identified, as soon as you want to get rid of the problem, as soon as you want to confess, as soon as you go to the Lord... To get the junk out of the way. Isn't it amazing that immediately you're filled with joy and peace? Yeah. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit coming and satisfying our souls. It's incredible. But there's something about confession of sin. There's something about humbling yourself and crying out to God. That when we need that and when we do that, the response is Instantaneous. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And He fulfills this promise. He fills us with love. First of all, that we experience His love in communion, that He loves us, but then He changes us to be loving people to others, to be kind to others, to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Here's another application if you are faithful, if you are walking with the Lord, I would say this, I think Christians often need to rejoice more and give more credit to God and to the Holy Spirit for His work in their life. Because I think sometimes we don't say, I was filled with the Spirit. We don't say what the Bible says, that I was in the Spirit. We don't say that the Spirit suddenly came and helped me in this way. We're almost afraid to say that. But that's what we read in the Bible. And many times I think because we think of the miraculous, someone was filled with the Spirit, and they stood up and preached the gospel to a huge crowd of people, or they were filled with the Spirit, and they rebuked a man and he went blind, or they, they healed someone. We think of those things only sometimes And so we fail to give God the glory and give Him the credit for the things that He is doing in our life. Let me just point out this little word from verse uh, 38. Rivers. Rivers, plural. Why do I focus on that? Because I think it's showing, yes, an abundance, more than we could ever need, but it's also showing the Holy Spirit. There's different rivers. There's different things that He does. Like 1 Corinthians says, that there's many manifestations of the Spirit given for the common good, given for the body. And so it's not always going to look the same in one believer's life, and the next believer's life, but we need to recognize anything good that we're enjoying, any joy or peace, any grace given to us to pray, any degree of holiness that we're growing in, we need to give thanks that the Lord's Spirit is working in me. The Lord has helped me again. The Lord revived me. The Lord renewed me this morning I met with the Lord and He encouraged me. The Holy Spirit was there helping me. We should give thanks for these things. We should, we should not think that the only time that we're filled with the Spirit is if we do a miracle or if we see a miracle. That's not the way the Bible works. In fact, if we had time, I'd show you Acts 13. At the end of Acts 13, it says, they were all filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mention any ministry, it doesn't mention any tongues, it doesn't mention anything else. They were filled with joy in the Holy Spirit after hearing the gospel. And why does it say that? I think because it's talking about the same thing. At that time, what was really the Holy Spirit was doing was filling people with joy. And it was unexplainable. It was a joy from Him. So we need to give God the credit for those things when we feel love and joy and peace. The Lord has filled me with His Spirit and helped me to, again, experience Him and His grace. And the last application is this. This, as I said in the beginning, this is a promise and an invitation for the lost. It's for believers, because He says whoever believes, and we need to grow in claiming this promise for ourselves, getting more experiencing more of God's power and God's grace and God's love. There's rivers we've not even walked in yet. There's more to be experienced. To Him who has more will be given. So this is for us, but it's also for the lost. And when Jesus cried it out, He stood up and cried out with a loud voice. He was mainly crying out to lost people. And it's amazing to me that He He, he doesn't invite them to the cross... But He invites them at that point for the satisfying work of the Holy Spirit in their life. So I would say, that's fair game. And I would give the same invitation today. Are you lost? Are you thirsty in your soul? Do you feel empty in your life? There's a reason why. You don't have God. And if you have Him, you'll have everything. You'll have joy, you'll have peace, you'll have love, you'll have a a friendship, a communion with Him. If you want to have God, you can have God. The Holy Spirit is given to all who believe. We don't see Jesus Christ with our eyes, but we believe in Him, and we're saved, and we rejoice, and the Holy Spirit is at work in our life. And it's an invitation for the lost. If you want real Peace. If you want real love, if you want real satisfaction, Jesus cries out with a loud voice, come to me and drink. And His promise is true, and every Christian in this room can testify it's true. We came to Christ, we trusted in Christ, He saved us, He he changed our life, He filled our life with good things, with Himself. Rivers of living water, If you meet a Christian that's just down in the dumps, they're going around depressed and discouraged, don't buy into that. That's not the Christian life. The Christian life is satisfying. The Christian life is rivers of living water. And that's an invitation for you if you're not saved. Jesus is saying, come to me. So let's pray. Father, I pray that You would bless these words. Thank You for this promise. Lord, help us all to claim it. Oh, Father, I thank You that You offer Your Spirit so freely to us. Lord, we pray, pour out Your Spirit upon us more and more. Fill us with this truth. Fill us with this vision of Christ and this love in our souls, this power to walk with You. Help us, Lord, even to serve You. And Father, I pray for the lost. Work in their hearts. Make them want You, Lord. Oh, Father, I pray that You would draw them to the river of Your delights, to the good things that are hidden in God. And I bless Your name, Lord. Please work in this place. I ask in Jesus' name, Amen.